Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh, my friend, it is the time of intensity in the world of density. So let us lift our vibration together. I'm so glad we have this time together. Thank you for joining with me, transcending time and space so that we can unite. I place my hand on my heart. Let us pray. Taking a breath of love and gratitude, we lift ourselves up above the battlefield. We are grateful to align with the divine. We are grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and reach maximum warp speed in our awareness. We are willing to fly high. We are willing to know and remember and recognize and value the truth as never before. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to be in this united awareness with that higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of healing and transformation. We are choosing love. We are grateful and thankful that our life is a life of love. This is what we are interested in. We are truly interested in expressing our gratitude all day long for the love of God. It shines in our heart and mind that we can share. We are grateful and thankful to be of service to the light with our very presence, with our very life. We're consciously forgiving any judgments that we have against ourselves or others. We're willing to be set free. We are so grateful to share the benefits, the healing benefits of our life of love with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I tell you, Despite all the things that are happening in the world, I feel life is so good. It really is. And it's because we can come together in spiritual practice. I love it so much. It is so exciting to me, always. Just this past weekend, I did my free Seven Simple Steps for Interrupting the Patterns of Fear class. And it was so wonderful we were there for three hours. People were really willing, really available. It was so beautiful. And Betty, if you're listening, thank you for sharing so beautifully and so deeply. Uh, I'm looking to make the replay available to those who are interested. And um, and then on Sunday, we did our Sundays with Spirit, and the topic was... Uh, finances and money and talking about how money is uh, has all the meaning that we've made of it. That's what our, our speaker was talking about. And we just have wonderful, everything about that service was wonderful. It was a deep, nourishing experience, which you can watch for free, of course. Uh, of course, you can register at 
um, you can go to jenniferhadley.com, sign up for Sundays with Spirit, and uh, you do that once, and then you have access to all the archive. You can see Lisa Natoli's been with us a couple times, John Mundy and people like that, um, David Hoffmeister, Jimmy Twyman, Corinne Zepko, uh, and I could go on and on. And uh, you can also watch things on, we live stream on the A Course in Miracles podcast fan page at Facebook. So if you're a Facebook person, join our A Course in Miracles podcast fan page and you can find those replays there. And if you have any speakers you'd like to suggest, please do. But I'm talking about this because, you know, in this time, some people are feeling challenged that they're not able to have their Course in Miracles study groups and their the gatherings and things, and um, we we still can. We still can. And it's important that we be the two or more who are gathered. And so let us find ways to, to gather together. I find it so enriching. And today, our topic, the one that Spirit gave me, is the appeal of hell. Why does hell appeal to us? And uh, uh, A Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us that the special relationship is hell, hell on earth. And, but it can be transformed into the holy relationship, which is heaven on earth. So let's look at this deeply and see what we can accomplish. So... Okay, as I'm um, talking about this heaven and hell, I'm going to turn to chapter 16, and um, which is entitled The Forgiveness of Illusions. And what bigger illusion is there really than that we have a body that can enter into a special relationship? And in uh, section 5, which is called The Choice for Completion, In paragraph 6, Jesus says, The special relationship is a strange and unnatural ego device for joining hell and heaven and making them indistinguishable. So I've done a bunch of episodes on relationships, a ton of them. And uh, I do invite people who are having relationship challenges just to listen to them all. If you've got the podcast app, there are two podcasts for iTunes, A Course in Miracles and then A Course in Miracles Archive. If you're on a Stitcher device, it's all in the same podcast. Anyway, you can easily in your podcast apps on your computer, your iPad, your phone, you can search for relationship in my podcast And so there's a lot of relationships. And I would say, uh, relationship episodes, and I would say I did more of them in the uh, early days. So if you get the archive, I think you might encounter more of them. I think this is episode 470. I think we should have a party. I was thinking this the other day. We should have a party. We could have a party for 500 episodes. That would be fun, right? 
um, maybe we can be able to gather by then. So that's 30 weeks away. Let's hope so. The special relationship is a strange and unnatural ego device for joining hell and heaven and making them indistinguishable. So briefly, because I could go on a long time about holy relationships and special relationships, I define a special relationship as it's this idea of relationship as you plus me equals shelter against the storm. Our relationship is my shelter against the storm. It's your shelter against the storm. It's the two of us. And it could be with your dog or your cat, your spouse, your child, your parent. It could be with any person. It could be with your coworker at work. You plus me equals shelter against the storm. And the holy relationship is when we're all in. It's unconditional. Nobody is keeping score. It's just pure love and light. And our holy relationships help us to deeply understand on an emotional level the unity of all life. And the special relationship can, with its misery-making components, propel us into the holy relationship and into heaven on earth. And I have talked with many, many people over the years who it's, it's, um, it's really beautiful to see. Sometimes people will give up on a relationship, which is not a bad thing sometimes, if they give up on the relationship, meaning give it up to the Holy Spirit for healing. Turn it over. Take their hands off it. Stop trying to mold it, manipulate it, control it, or make it something that it's not really capable of being. So uh, it's extraordinary what happens when people really, really do call for that holy relationship. And uh, one of the most beautiful stories I know is of someone who in, they were in my Masterful Living course, my year-long course, and they, in the first, we start in January, we start January 1st, so it was, this was about springtime. Uh, we did our one-on-one together, and uh, they were telling me that their relationship with their spouse was hell. It was hell. That they were so unhappy living with their spouse being around their spouse. They were essentially in this point of view that my spouse is bringing me down. My spouse is ruining my life. My spouse is making my life a hell by their very presence, by their very presence in my life. I just can't stand them anymore. And so I said, well, Time for a holy relationship. Time for a holy relationship. Because in a holy relationship, it could go any way. The, the, the form of the relationship may not be known. Uh, you may have no idea what the form of the relationship could be. And love is content. 
Love is the content of the relationship, but not the form, right? So the relationship could turn into friends. The relationship could turn into soulmates. The relationship could turn into the great love of my life, my sun, my moon, my stars. Or it could turn into, all right, so we've completed this relationship. Thank you for going on this journey with me. I really appreciate you. And... You become two people who barely speak to each other, but happily so. There's no animosity. Everything is at peace. Nothing is wrong. And so it can, the miracle is when our mind lets go of the judgment and then spirit can naturally bring the relationship to the highest and best possibility. And so this is what I said to this person Are you willing to do that kind of work? Because it's going to require you to ask the Holy Spirit to make the relationship holy. And then you are going to have to be willing to forgive yourself for everything. And you're going to have to be willing to release all your judgments and attack thoughts about your spouse to the Holy Spirit for healing. And it's going to become a very rigorous boot camp kind of experience. And it will heal your mind if you allow it. And this can become the greatest gift in your entire life. Because this was not a young person. And so, um, guess what? Now, I, I talked to this person throughout the next year and the next year they said to me a year later I am so in love with my spouse I am so grateful for my spouse I I'm just over the moon so happy so grateful so thankful so 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 in love now one of the things that happened right after we spoke that first time was their spouse started working from home, and now they were both working from home. So when they said to the Holy Spirit, make my relationship holy, I'll do whatever it takes. Holy Spirit said, okay, here it comes. And that's when their spouse started working from home. And so that speed healing happened because they were there 24-7 like sandpaper rubbing on the mind and we think that that's a horrible thing we'd like to change it oh get get hot you know let's rent them a workspace so they don't have to be here all the time let's um i'm gonna go visit my my mother for the next six months or whatever no Let the sandpaper smooth everything. Let it. So, the appeal of hell is very present in our relationships. And we don't even realize what we are doing. I'm going to jump down now to paragraph 9. Uh, that says the appeal of hell 
lies only in the terrible attraction of guilt, which the ego holds out to those who place their faith in littleness. The appeal of hell lies only in the terrible attraction of guilt, while the ego holds out to those who place their faith in, excuse me, which the ego holds out to those who place their faith in littleness. So, when we believe that the person we're in a relationship with, or ourselves in the relationship, is little, is not good enough, is not lovable, is somehow bad or wrong, undesirable, not enough, right? And we place our faith in that, whether it's projected out onto the other person or it's um, placed on top of ourselves. When that happens, there will be this terrible attraction of guilt. And I perceive it as we feel guilty because we are making up this crazy, crazy story of not enough, unlovable, unworthy, not good enough. It's a made-up story. We project it onto our loved ones. We project it onto ourselves. And we project it onto our life. And we make ourselves miserable with it. We make other people miserable with it. And then we feel guilty because it's all fiction. None of it is real. And we get so enamored of the stories we've made up. We get so enamored of the fiction that we are willing to keep it going. It's like somebody who starts some kind of a hideous collection of things and doesn't know when to stop. And now their entire house, their entire yard... Everywhere you look is whatever this hideous collection is, right? Like hoarding something that, you know, a little bit of it's kind of kitschy, kind of cute, but people sometimes go way too far and it becomes obsessive, it becomes compulsive, and it's it's too much. It's not cute anymore. Now it's like, what's happening here? And so we do that in relationship. A perfect example of it is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, right? That terrific Edward Albee play that was made into an exceptional movie with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. There's a really good example of the appeal of hell. They love each other. They do. But they have fallen into this experience of special relationship but the holy relationship is just a holy instant away and so they drag people other people into their hell and they're in this living hell inside their life inside their house because of the meaning that they've made of things in the past and they are 
just attacking and attacking and attacking. There you see the appeal of hell. So I'm going to back up here a bit about this special relationship, appeal of hell. And before I do, I would also like to talk about uh, my experiences of the appeal of hell is when we feel, when I felt hopeless and helpless, like I just can't break out of these patterns of self-attack and self-medication and self-sabotage and playing small and living in lack and being in debt and all these different things that I used to experience when I felt that I just couldn't seem to crack the code, sometimes, many times, I would reach for more poison. And that's why I've talked so much about self-medication. It's why I do my self-sabotage challenge to end self-medication. It's why uh, I've uh, built my courses the way I have to help us break these habits, break these patterns of disrespect and uh, to the expectations of failure and to break all these negative habits because it's, it's challenging to do on our own. It's very challenging to do on our own. It was certainly the hardest thing I have ever, ever, ever done. And what I was delighted to discover, relieved to discover, is that there is so much help in the invisible. And so I am encouraging you to take strength, to take courage. There is so much support for you in the invisible. Give it everything you can, and you will be amazed how spirit picks you up and carries you. I watch it all the time in our community. We have such an amazing, beautiful community of support. And people are, it's, it's the thing that I was talking about in the Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt the Patterns of Fear course, about how someone gets some insight and some capacity capacity to have compassion and then they turn around and they offer it to someone who has less and we daisy chain that way so the person who's a little bit further ahead on the road grabs the hand the person who's right behind and says let's go Let's do, we'll do this together. And then that person grabs a hand and the next person and the next person. And we're all holding each other's hands. And so it's much easier because if somebody falls, we're caught. And that's how we can be in spiritual community together. And it's magnificent because there is a, an appeal to hide. Oh, I'm going to go back to that vibration I'm so familiar with, that vibration that I have when I'm self-medicating with food, with alcohol, with sex, with drugs, with television, with exercise, with cleaning, with working, 
avoiding, avoiding my loved ones, avoiding my relationships, avoiding looking in the mirror, all of that stuff we do. It's the familiar vibration that we keep going back to. And so we can interrupt these patterns. We can break these patterns. And the thing that happens every time we succumb to the self-abuse and the self-medication and just the self-neglect, neglecting the true self. Because I've met people, I've known very well people who were incredibly beautiful and attractive and appealing who had the worst self-images. And the smallest amount, you know, that people who have body dysmorphia. So the smallest issue with their body and they feel hideous, just hideous. There's, there's, they are not worth anything unless their body is perfect, which it never is to someone who has body dysmorphia. So we get into these hellish mental patterns And we can break out. And the thing that lifts us up and out is when we reach for heaven, when we reach for the Holy Spirit, when we have the willingness. It's all that's required. It's the willingness to choose love, to make actual loving choices. Not just to say it, but to actually extend love, to choose love, to be receptive to love. And activate the love in our vibration. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm already at the break. How does this happen? (laughs) I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be able to join with you today. I know we are joined together. And I love and appreciate you. So, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we are walking the talk, we're living the love, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. (laughs) So the appeal of hell is the attraction of guilt. The terrible attraction of guilt, as Jesus says here. The conviction of littleness lies in every special relationship. For only the deprived could value specialness. So this is the thing, specialness. You plus me equals shelter against the storm. If that's our foundational belief for our relationship is you complete me. I'm incomplete and I need you to complete me, which is crazy because we're already complete. God itself is complete. There's nothing outside of God. There's nothing in addition to God. There's nothing in competition with God. God is all there is. How could God be incomplete? And we are part of God. We are the microcosm. God is the macrocosm. How could we be incomplete? 
as I've said a few times before over the years, I love the movie Jerry Maguire, but she does not complete him. That's a delusion. That's special relationship. That movie is entirely about the toxicity of special relationship. And yes, it can be charming. It can be fun. And we have the dream of you complete me because I feel incomplete. But the answer to feeling incomplete is not to find someone to complete us, but for us to see that someone else is complete. And if they're complete, I must be too. If they're completely lovable without conditions, I must be too. And this is what the medicine of the holy relationship is. And as I've also said before, the thing about entering into special relationships, valuing special relationships, and searching for special relationships, searching for that shelter in the storm, is it consistently validates the concept, which is false, that the world is a storm from which we need shelter. This is not the truth of our life and being. We are made for something more. Our life is entirely about something more. And we can experience that something more if we're willing. We just have to be willing to turn it all over to the Holy Spirit And to allow ourselves to receive, we allow ourselves to receive, we allow ourselves to recognize that our brothers and sisters are perfect, and so are we. We are grateful that we can do this. This is the power and the presence of love within us, reminding us of our true identity. Mm. So this is what we can make of our life if we're willing. We can make of it this heaven on earth, and we can move from hell to heaven. And so the pain is always pushing us, and the vision of the holy relationship is always pulling us in that direction. But let us not confuse the holy relationship with the momentary sense of completion that the special relationship dangles like a carrot out in front of us. Let us say, get thee behind me. I will no longer settle for that. I've had enough of that. So the hell part comes when we believe that we can't get anything better because we are not worth it. We are not worthwhile. And so it's a challenge. It's a very big challenge to try and do this on our own. And that's what people do. But if we can partner up or when we partner up with the Holy Spirit, then everything really does shift and change. So let's go back to this here. The conviction of littleness lies in every special relationship for only the deprived could value specialness. So what are we deprived of? We have deprived ourselves of heaven. 
right? We've left heaven in our mind, and we just have to make that decision to go back. Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us there. I can testify to that. I absolutely can testify to that. I I, I see it happening all around me. This is what my courses are about, is eliminating this conviction of littleness, It says here, the demand for specialness and the perception of the giving of specialness as an act of love would make love hateful. When love is hateful, and that's who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, that kind of relationship. You know, I I see this kind of relationship all the time. I have counseled many, many people in these kinds of relationships where there's a lot of spite, there's a lot of withholding, there's sarcasm, there's resentment, there's anger, there's hurt, there's petulance, there's childishness, immaturity, there's all this going on in cycles and cycles and cycles. Codependency is the name of that game. It says here, so making love hateful. People say they fall in love, they fall out of love. But love is not just in a romantic attraction, and we know that. So let's even give up the idea of falling in and out of love. If we don't want to fall out of love, let's not fall into love. Let's recognize, ah, you are so lovable. And I would like to allow myself to fully love and cherish and adore you. Love and adore you. It's so wonderful to adore our friends and loved ones. But not everybody will allow you to adore them because they don't feel worthy. This is why we love pets so much. They allow us to adore them. And they will adore us right back. And it's wonderful. It's so much fun. And we can do that with people too. The conviction of littleness lies in every special relationship for only the deprived could value specialness. Again, this is chapter 16, section 5, paragraph 9. The demand for specialness and the perception of the giving of specialness as an act of love would make love hateful. The real purpose of the special relationship, in strict accordance with the ego's goals, is to destroy reality and substitute illusion. So the special relationship is a substitute for love. It's a hateful, hellish substitute for love. How did we ever get into making that trade? What? (laughs) So... For the ego is itself an illusion, and only illusions can be witnesses to its reality. If you perceived the special relationship as a triumph over God, would you want it? So consider this, that the special relationship is an ego triumph over God. Now do you want it? 
Do you wish to edge God out of your life via the special relationship? Because that's what it's for. It's for blocking the flow of love. It's for... I'm I'm waiting for Spirit to give me the word. It's for the substitute, substituting littleness for our magnificence. So, oh, I can have my magnificence. Mm, No, I'm going to go for littleness because I feel so guilty. I feel so bad and so wrong. I'm not worthy of my magnificence. So I'm going to take the littleness. You see, and when we agree to a special relationship, which is the you plus me equals shelter from the storm, it's the codependency, it's the trading. So you stay in my insanity with me, and I'll stay in your insanity with you, and we'll validate each other. And it's secret. It's a lot of the time, it's all secret. Think of the Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf play. So much secret in there. Secret hate, the secret love, the secret everything. So many secrets. If you perceived the special relationship as a way to triumph over God, to get God out, would you still want it? So this is why I make a plea for people to turn their relationships over to the Holy Spirit for healing. Demand and allow the holy relationship to be revealed in all our relationships. In our relationship with the the guy at Starbucks, our relationship with our neighbors, And our neighbors whose dog poops on our lawn, everyone, everywhere. Let's have all holy relationships and the complete and total end of all special relationships. Going back to paragraph six, where he started with the special relationship is a strange and unnatural ego device for joining hell and heaven and making them indistinguishable. And the attempt to find the imagined best of both worlds has merely led to fantasies of both and to the inability to perceive either as it is. So we perceive our special relationship sometimes as heaven. The you complete me, I now feel complete for 10 minutes here. Right, because I'm deluded into thinking you're the the completion, because you see me, you validate me. I can't do that. I can't see me. I can't validate me. But you do that, and now I feel complete. That's the illusion and the delusion. And so then, that's not love. That's not love. That's codependency. So that's let's make a deal. Oh, I'll complete you if you complete me. Ugh. (laughs) And so now what love can be, the special relationship has made a substitute for love that inevitably turns to hell. It inevitably turns to the place of, oh, you, you repulse me, you disgust me, you anger me, you disappoint me, you threaten me, you worry me, 
in all those forms of hell. We can trade all that Mishigas in for heaven in the form of the holy relationship. But it's a rigorous mind training, the holy relationship. It's quite rigorous because it's going to require that we really do give up the illusions and delusions. And we've made all these fantasies about ourselves, about other people, and we are attached to it all. So we have to be willing to give up all of our beliefs, our projections, our perceptions, our opinions, our judgments about ourselves and others. And that is a big detox. That's a big cleaning of the house. And if we're trying to do it by ourselves, we're, we're not going to do so well. But if we hand it all over to the Holy Spirit, we can have miraculous healing. But it is rigorous. But the people I know who do it and have done it, and I do know many, they are the rewards, oh, tremendous. The reward of unconditional love is unconditional love. Yes. <laughs> so um, the special relationship, this is back to paragraph six the special relationship is the triumph of this confusion the inability to perceive the special relationship or the holy relationship as it really is that's the triumph as of the special relationship it is a kind of union from which union true union is excluded and the basis for the attempt at union rests on exclusion. That might seem a little hard to follow, but it is truly very clear. So let's be sure we understand this here. So the special relationship is a kind of union, right? You're connected, you're united in your relationship, from which union, true union, the unity consciousness is excluded. And this fake union is the basis for the attempt at union and it rests on exclusion it rests on separation that you can never be united so then he says what better example could there be of the ego's maxim seek but do not find that's why the special relationship is the best tool of the ego. The holy relationship is the best tool of the spirit. Whom will we serve today? Will we buy into our perceptions and projections and keep that special relationship special? Or will we turn it over to the Holy Spirit and surrender our illusions and delusions whom will we serve this day, God or Mammon? This is our choice every moment of every day. Until we are willing, it is challenging to believe that the holy relationship could be such a liberation. But it is, it is, it is. Let us have the trust and faith. Let us build our relationships on the rock of trust and faith and love. 
So then he goes on to say, paragraph seven, most curious of all is the concept of the self, which the ego fosters in the special relationship. And this is where it gets really hellish. This self seeks the relationship to make itself complete. Yet, when it finds the special relationship in which it thinks it can accomplish this, it gives itself away and tries to trade itself for the self of another. So actually, the Jerry Maguire movie is a really good example of this. He's looking for himself. He doesn't know himself. He's lost, right? So he's looking for himself in another. He's looking for himself in his clients, in his job. He's, and and the, the, it's, he can't find it there. He can't find it there. And as God would have it, uh, in the form of um, Cameron Crowe, the writer, director, he he's, fails. He doesn't get the contract. He fails. And that is his success, actually. That's spirit working for him. He's failing upwards, in a sense. And so then he uh, leaves the relationship with his... I don't think they were married at that point. When he leaves the relationship, he realizes this... She realizes that this is not working for me. And so then all he's got is the one client, and he has to... His client says, look, you got to be in this relationship with me. And so that's when he enters into actually being committed to the relationship. Not just what can the relationship do for him, but the actual experience of the relationship. And But before that, he was trying to get something from um, uh, the the girlfriend's son, right? Let the sun complete me. But that, you know, that's manipulation. And a lot of people do that with their children, right? Because children can be so adoring and so loving. But then they start to disappoint their children, right? Because it's a special relationship. It's not a holy relationship. So this small self, this selfish self, this ego self, this guilty lacking self seeks the relationship to make itself complete. Yet when it finds a special relationship in which it thinks it can accomplish this, it gives itself away and tries to trade itself for the self of another. This is not union for there is no increase and no extension. When we are giving in a relationship to get something back, including appreciation, completion, validation, that's not love. So there is no increase and no extension. Each partner tries to sacrifice the self he does not want for one he thinks he would prefer tries to sacrifice the self he does not want for the one he thinks he would prefer. It's all illusion. And he feels guilty for the sin of taking and of giving nothing of value in return. How much value can he place upon his self that he would give away to get a better one? So trying to get the validation from the relationship because you don't already feel good about ourselves. So the appeal of hell is, it's a giant distraction. 
That's what it is. Is It's going to distract me. The beginning of a special relationship. Oh, yes, I think you will complete me. I think you're the one. You're the love of my life. You're the one. You're going to complete me. You're going to bring me the happiness. That's, but deep down, deep down, we know that can't work that way. We, especially as spiritual students, we know we're deluding ourselves. We think, okay, okay, I'll work on myself in the relationship. And sometimes we do. And sometimes it's amazing and it's extraordinary. Uh, I uh, Last month, I guess it was actually the end of August, I got to v- spend a weekend with my friends Lisa, Natoli, and Bill Free. And um, they've talked uh, and shared about their experience of being in relationship hell and coming through it to the other side. And and I've certainly done that in my relationships. It is so powerful to be able to surrender it to the Holy Spirit and to not try to control it anymore. So... When we don't feel good about ourselves, when we feel bad and wrong and not good enough and unworthy, we are going to do what we do when we have any other kind of a false belief. We are going to look to manifest experiences that prove what we believe. Because like attracts like, we are going to attract and manifest, magnetize into our experiences things that we can interpret in such a way that we will believe they prove our belief system. But they don't. If we feel we are not good enough, we are unlovable, we will magnetize and attract people to us that by their behaviors, they will seem to prove to us and our experiences with them will seem to prove to us that we are indeed unlovable. But they don't prove that. What they prove only is that we believe it. When you believe it, you will see it. You will experience it. So that's why we work at the level of the mind to change our belief systems. We don't seek to change the world we seek to change our mind about the world every time that's the healing path and to put it all on the holy spirit to show us the way that is our way and it's tremendous tremendous remember love is content and not form of any kind so love is not in the form of a relationship. Love is the content of the relationship. I'd like to say a huge thank you to the people who donate to the Power of Love Ministry to support this broadcast. If you find that this podcast, this broadcast is meaningful to you and you value it, I invite you to please, please consider making a donation to support the ministry so we can do more free offerings, more free classes, and more transcripts of the podcast and things like that. 
You can sign up for our free text messages. Uh, you can make a donation as little as $1 to sign up for them at acimtexts.com, acimtexts.com. And we have um, all kinds of things at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. Masterful Living Registration is coming up. Uh, in just a few weeks, in the middle of November, we're going to open the registration for Masterful Living for next year. And uh, I'm going to do some bonuses this year if you register early. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I always love to give things away and offer bonuses. <gasps> i got to get out of here. We are grateful and thankful for the love of God shining in our heart and in our mind every day in every way. We share the benefits with all. We serve God. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Mwah.